In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. This is Dan the Dad, and you should listen to Raw and Order, or uh, you're grounded. And you don't want to be grounded. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Booking Institute, your weekly point post place for pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I am joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting, starting off. District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe, what's going on, man? How are you? You need to let me run the show when I'm doing things. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. Um, I, timing. I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I, yeah. It's it's the key to comedy. You know what the key to comedy is? Timing. Timing. Or lack thereof in this instance. <laughs> So we're also going to be joined by JLB in a moment. He is, I don't know, jerking it. I don't know. Oh, is he making beef jerky? You might be. Or jerk chicken. Both of those are delicious. Probably almost as good as my hashtag not sponsored. Do I cover it? Italian dry salami. Salami. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's dry salami because I really would hate to see wet salami. Um, California red wine with a hint of garlic. I don't feel like this is uh, red wine at all. I feel like this looks like salami. That does look a lot like salami. Yeah. Um, this is your show where we talk fantasy booking. We rules are really simple. We're going to challenge each other to book some unlikely and often extremely unlikely scenario in the well, world. Well, I'm going to bet there's going to be an unlikely and extremely unlikely tonight. Yeah. It's going to be, well, and I, what I was going to get, normally we just kind of go off the wall and do whatever. The the challenge is the unlikely scenario, and then they have to book it. But uh, this this week we decided, we, we took a vote. It was very, very short. Um, I said, hey, why don't we do this? And you guys said, okay. Um, but uh, in in honor of Scott Hall hey, and, yo. His, and his uh, untimely passing, We've decided to dedicate this episode to Scott Hall. And so all of our booking and talk uh, over the night will be centered mostly around Scott Hall. So um, is what it is. I, uh, I it, it just sucks, you know? If this is... It really got me hard. Yeah, Eddie was probably the last one, and he... The thing with Scott Hall, and I mentioned this on our other show, the thing is, Scott Hall su- survived so, so very much. So much shit that should have killed him. And and then for this to be what finally does kill him, it's hard for my brain to, to reconcile. Um, but he also, you know, universally loved. Like, every, every single person uh, seemed to love Scott wow. Hall. You know, yeah, every person in the industry, every person who ever worked for him, with him. Uh, there are so many stories from independent wrestlers out there right now of, you know, them saying, I met Scott Hall when he came to work, insert independent promotion that I worked at. Uh, he, he found out that I couldn't afford uh, to buy 
buy food that night because I was getting paid peanuts and I was just a, a little unknown wrestler at the time. And he took me out and bought me dinner and and paid for it and paid for, you know, my my cab to the, the venue or, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, th- this was a veteran who took his his position as a veteran to heart and knew that his whole thing now, this was about helping the next generation. We've talked about that before on this show with with veterans understanding that their job is not just to keep themselves as stars, but also to help the next generation to uh, ensure that there continues to be stars in the future. Well, and, and, and you know, one of the things... Uh, that he, I mean, he did that so well at, at the end years, but he was he was obviously you can't say a consummate professional because the, there were some down moments in his career, but he was a trusted professional. And the reason I say he was a trusted professional is the number of times he was able to be in game changing moments in professional wrestling. Um, he was involved in the first major showcase ladder match. He was also involved in the second major showcase ladder match that same year uh, with HBK. Um, he he obviously broke kayfabe in the curtain call, uh, one of the first major public breakings of kayfabe. Not saying that it hadn't happened before, but one of the first major public versions of it at a show. Uh, um, and of course... Uh, He's literally the guy who kicked off the Monday Night Wars. Mm-hmm. Obviously, maybe it, it was mostly Eric Bischoff's idea, but he picked Hall to be the guy who came out and who, who made the impact, who made the well, change. And and in many ways, it, it was about... I don't even know if it's necessarily he picked Hall. He had the idea of this. And uh, and Hall, he trusted was the Hall one to do it though. Who who could come to do it? Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if he would have done it if anyone else came. We do have JLB joining us. It looks like he's joining us audio only. Just out of you. I'm here. Hey, look how goes it, guys? He Sorry, stole my camera. Ah, jeez. The fuck, dude. You ruined everything. You fuck off, man. Nobody wants to just look at my ugly mud all night. That's about the point. <laughs> but I mean, I do, but that's later. Well, I mean, that's why I'm sleeping, <laughs> you know. Yes, I'm used to that by now. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I literally think if if it hadn't been Scott Hall available, uh, Eric Bischoff would have had this idea, and then let's just pull another uh, rat out of that. Let's say it was Brett. Uh, Bret Hart came available. I don't think he would have done it with Bret Hart. Bret Hart doesn't play the invader well, right? No, he, he's an orchestrator. You know, he, well, he he's could. an orchestrator, but he also was the ultimate babyface, and you can't have a babyface invader, right? Um, it doesn't it doesn't work. Like invaders <laughs> are supposed to be the bad guys coming in and and shaking things up and. You also needed somebody of that stature. Yeah. So, so, and, so, and who could cut a promo like Scott, like yeah. only Scott Hall could. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, you know, Scott Steiner could, I suppose. Well, Scott Steiner was already in 
But he was already there. Yeah. 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 But that's my point is I look at almost any of the WWF roster at the time. Any one of them comes available. I don't think Eric Bischoff does the invasion angle. I don't think he even does it. Well, he could have started it with Diesel if he wanted to. I don't think he. I don't think he would have started it with Nash. I seriously don't think he. There were any people out there that he could see as the first invader as much as as a Scott Hall. Yeah. And and so I mean you 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 have any one of those other people HBK comes available that might maybe that maybe yeah. but H HBK's character was never the smarmy um kind of slick sort of sort of guy to come in there HBK's, HBK's character especially at that time um was still a little bit too. I don't want to say based on sex appeal, but it kind of was. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, uh, that's literally a song. Yeah, and and that's the deal. Is and I think Razor Ramon or Scott Hall was the reason that that Eric Bischoff felt safe enough to do this. I think. Um. But I was watching earlier. Some someone tweeted out. It was a clip from one of the early. Uh, NWO Nitro areas, right? It had uh, it. W- it wasn't. It wasn't super early, I don't think, because I think it was after Eric Bischoff came public and turned, right? Um, but it's Eric Bischoff is in in the ring. There's Hulk Hogan. There's uh, Kevin Nash. There's uh, uh, Scott Hall. There might have been someone else there, um, but. Uh, are you talking about the beer can incident? The the yeah the beer incident, right? Yeah. Um. He, he, Scott Hall's finishing up the promo. Uh, and a, a glass of beer, out of the stands comes and hits him smack in the head. He doesn't even flinch. He finishes what he's saying. He takes a step forward. He brushes his hair, slicks his hair back. <laughs> yep. And then proceeds to I fuck the camera for about 10 seconds um, in a way that only Scott Hall could do. And the tweet specifically said, you know, uh, uh, can you imagine the 10 seconds uh, going through this this air quotes fans head when, you know, he at first he was super proud of himself for throwing his beer and hitting the bad guy, Scott Hall. And then the sudden realization that he'd only made Scott Hall look even cooler. You know, no, that was well done for sure. Um, I don't, I don't know any other wrestler who could have done that. I mean, the simple fact we've seen in this day and age, we've seen wrestlers struggle with it, right? Uh, uh, Matt Cardona and Joey Janela got trashed, thrown at the ring, uh, just a month ago, right? And how did Joey Janela react to it? He jumped out of the ring and tried to attack the fan. Oh, snap. Okay. Um, and I like Joey Janela, but that wasn't the way to handle it, right? Scott Hall was the ultimate professional. He handled it and proceeded to just continue to handle it. Um, well, and, and we've seen, we've heard stories of, of people's demons catching up with them. You know, obviously, we've heard plenty of stories about it from uh, regarding Scott Hall. But at the end of the day... Um, we never had an incident where he was in the ring. 
and had those struggles. You know, when when he was there, he was he was there, and if he showed up, you know, he was honest about it. Mm-hmm. He didn't try to hide that, and so. But you know, and once he's once he got past a lot of his demons, like I said, the stories just come on and on of up and coming wrestlers who bumped into him at a show or out and about, and and just how appreciative he was of the next generation. Yeah, That's something you absolutely. don't hear uh, so much. Um, I, a really good example, I mentioned Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona had a picture of him holding uh, Razor Ramon's Intercontinental belt backstage at, I think it was a WrestleMania, I can't remember where it was, but as a kid, you know, he's a he's a 10-year-old kid or a 12-year-old kid when Razor Ramon was IC champion, and he gets to meet him backstage, and, uh, you know, Scott Hall, Razor, lets him hold the IC belt and takes this picture with him. And years later, when Matt Cardona won the Intercontinental belt, the first thing he did was go backstage and find Razor, find Scott Hall, to take the inverse of that picture now with Scott Hall holding Matt Cardona's Intercontinental belt. Um, Just the inverse of that. And that's something that Scott Hall didn't have to do. He didn't have to do the first picture in the first place, but he did it because he was there for the fans. And he didn't have to do the second one, but he did it because he's there for the up-and-coming wrestlers. Um, it's it's just, I don't know, like everything you hear about Scott Hall points him out to be just the absolute best. Um, and, you know... When he's on audio only, we always hear all sorts of shit as he messes around. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just organizing my cables. My bad. I'll be more quieter. I'll be quieter. <laughs> I'll um, be more quiet. Quieter is not a word. I was making a Scott Pilgrim versus the world reference. I guess you didn't. Hold on. More quieter, but quieter is not a word. No, more quiet, not more quieter. You said more quieter. I said more quiet. <sighs> the, Either way, the, we're talking about Scott Hall, not my English. The, I, hold on, I, hold on, hold on. I will we're point out a survey that, about this. I'll, if you think, that... yeah, I'll point out that uh, JLB continues to protest every time that he doesn't say library. Um, he says it. I point out he said it, and then he's like, "No, I said library." No, we have audio proof. You say library. Um, I'll look at said audio proof. Where, where where do you go check out books? Oh, okay, you don't check out books. Where do you go um, look I at Kindle. periodicals? <laughs> library. See, when you ask it, when he's focusing library. on it. Okay, but no, we'll, we'll, we'll find the times you say it just spontaneously in the podcast. <laughs> Put it in, in a, what put month it in a loop. does Black History Month occur? February. <laughs> He's trying really hard to make yeah. sure he says that right. No. Smarts would just be like, fuck you, it's February. Yeah. <laughs> February. <laughs> February. <laughs> yeah, I'm Nebraska, it's February. 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 
But for, anyway. for, for February, I do sometimes mess up the art. That for sure. But library, I've never had an issue with. You have it all the time on this show. I, I will go back and I will find three different episodes that you say <laughs> library. Just right. go ask your mom about it. <laughs> Jesus. Mom. And, the, and then I'll go See, find the at fact least two that you episodes. The fact that I said ask instead of ask is probably a pretty good evidence of that. Well, I don't know. You randomly say stupid shit, so I just assume you're being funny with it. I'm always being funny. I am the comic relief. That's what I mean. That's why I did not correct you. Um, Smarks, on the other hand, a little different story. He bees funny. He 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 bees funny. He bees funny. He bees funny. I didn't say he bees funny. I I didn't say that. Bees funny. He bees funny sometimes. Okay, guys, less about me, more about Scott. Let's go. So, <laughs> no, I just like uh, everything I ever hear. Like, you know, you expect after a celebrity of Scott Hall's status in whatever community, uh, whenever they pass, you expect there to be an outpouring of great stories about him, right? But I've heard these stories long before this. You know what I mean? It's just now more of them have come forward. He's just always been that guy who set an example to the next generation. Right. To let them know, you know, hey, this is, this is what you do to the next generation. You take care of them. You, uh, you make them look good in the ring. And then and they make you look good in the ring. And that's what keeps the sport going. Um, I mean, ev- even Hulk Hogan basically says that without Scott Hall, his career would have ended in 96. You know? Yeah, he's. I think he said, Scott basically taught me how to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, and I think he, he understands that his the time for red and yellow Hulk Hogan was over. Right. Um, and and that it was unsustainable, right? If he'd continued to just try to be red and yellow, drink your milk, eat your vitamins, Hulk Hogan, he would have fizzled within a year. Right. Well, that, I mean, he was already there for a hot minute, too, anyways, no? Well, no, but my point is he was fizzling. You know, the whole storyline with the, the uh, quest to end Hulkamania with the the dungeon of doom um right it was fizzling it was it wasn't getting ratings it wasn't getting whoa whoa that zodiac versus hulk hogan match was <laughs> it it was a match maybe yeah i don't know if you can say anything that brutus did was a match yeah i, I got a match for it brutus and my nuts Good old Wesley. That's a match. Anyways, anyway, um, moving forward. But so, so tonight we're gonna talk, and I gotta be honest, I don't even know if we're gonna really do fantasy booking. Like, we'll talk about fantasy things, but I don't know if we're gonna challenge, challenge. You know, uh, I think we should. I because I like. I mean, what can we do? What is the what is the Razor Ramon match you want to wish you could have seen? All of them, I you know I 
going back to the 90s, he he was one of the best things on TV during wrestling every Monday night. And, you know, I I mean, it's, it's important to note here. I'm on cage match. And, uh, of course, his two top-rated matches... Are the ladder matches. ...are, you know... Uh, uh, yeah, what, what looks like it's uh, March 20th of 94 and uh, August 27th of 95, the two ladder matches. Uh, but then the, the let's see, sixth highest rated match on cage match for Razor Ramon. It's Razor Ramon versus Rick Martel. On, on one of their cheap shows. Yeah, just, you know, just a show, you know. Um... Like no, no one would have like put that as a dream match for Scott Hall, but it was their eighth highest rated match was a six man tag with Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Six versus Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, and Kevin Green. Yeah, dude made Kevin Green look good. Yeah, fucking Kevin Green, really? Who's Kevin you know? Green? <laughs> exactly. Uh, he was a former football player who wrestled for WWE uh, for WCW for a short period of time. I don't even know how long it was. Oh, okay. Um, he was not never like great by any means. Um, he had an okay look, but he had ring skill. Mm. Um, he was brought in as a helper for Mongo, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Is because they they were football friends. And, uh, in, in, in some ways, Kevin Green was probably better in the ring than Mongo was. Um, but I just don't think Kevin Green had the, the passion for wrestling wrestling that Mongo did. I think Kevin Green did it for a while and was like, you know what? I will say that I miss Mongo on an ounce booth and he was there when, when Scott came out. Yeah, he was he was fine on announce. He just was a horrible wrestler. He, and you know, I don't want to take anything away because he he gave it all in the ring. He literally there was nothing he wouldn't try to do, and so it wasn't for lack of trying. He just did not have the skill to be a professional wrestler. So, um, Steve Bongo McMichael. Ooh. How did we get on the Scott the fifteenth fifteenth? <laughs> Best rated Razor Ramon or Scott Hall match. Scott Hall versus Lex Luger from 97. Who had that on their on their bingo card for best, you know? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, um, I don't think anyone would have had, aside from maybe the Shawn Michaels Razor matchup, I would more than likely say rate one at like i don't think in terms of best matches you would have anyone would really mention razor in their top 50 aside from the sean razor ladder or maybe the razor brit um i don't know the even razor bone versus one two three kid matches top tier even even if you hate x-pac but wasn't that like his first ever match too though Razors? No, he was IC champion at the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it was it was one, two, three kids. 
first um, match. Kind of uh, coming out party. Coming out. Coming. It wasn't his first match. He'd been there for a while, but he was effectively um, enhancement talent oh, and up until then. He was brought oh, out, okay. and then the big guys would throw him around, you know, and, and this was the first time that he got presented as as a credible wrestler. Um, mm. You know, in and I'm not trying to, to directly draw parallels to it, but you remember about a year or two ago when when Kenny Omega had that match against Alan Angels and everyone's like Alan Angels is a jobber. Why is Kevin? Why is why is uh, uh, Kenny Omega making him look like a star? Right. That was effectively Razor Ramon versus One Two Three Kid. Right. Up until this match, One Two Three Kid was just a guy, and this match was the one that made people go, "Wow, he's he's got it." And and uh, I mean that's how he got named the one two three kid. Prior to that, he was just the kid, you know. Right. Um, Owen Hart versus Razor Ramon at number fourteen on this list. I, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, well, here, let's see if I can find. Do, do, do. <laughs> I'm sure they have awards. Let's see what they have for awards here. Um, WWE.com's uh, 100 best matches to see before you die. His match was number 19, and I'm betting. Um, I find it here. Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels, the ladder match, right? Right. Uh, so number 19 on the 100 matches to see before you die. Uh, PWI in 2002 had him ranked number 59 in the world on their PWI 500, right? Uh, in 96, he was number 34, and in 97, he was number 25. Uh, he also was Tag Team of the Year, number one in 97. Yeah, well, that makes sense. That's NWO, no? Well, or like my, when the outsiders really i mean re- I, wrestler of the year in 94 two years prior uh number three of that but in, in the rankings for wrestler of the year two years prior to nwo right so you can't say that's an nwo thing match of the year in 1994 most improved one, wrestler two, in 92 uh, no that was the latter match in 94 yeah. WrestleMania 10 was 94? Yes. Damn. All right. Um, number seven on the PWI 500 in 94. Two-time Hall of Famer. I don't think I don't think anyone would agree with you saying he's not in their top 50. He might he might not be in their top 10. Not now. I mean, prior to this, I bet you if you had someone a year or two years ago, top wrestlers of all time, they'd still say him at least no, they in went. the top Now 50. everyone's going to say because he... At least in the top passed. 50. I'm... In 2001, he was still in the top 100, and that's of active wrestlers, you know. Mm-hmm. In 2001, yeah. he was still considered better than all but 97 active wrestlers. Um. I I can say that if you asked people, oh here, let me just do it this way. Uh, da, da, da. 
We'll do so it. So you're saying top one. 50 GOAT? GOAT. No. I don't know. If people are honest probably not themselves. the conversation to be having when we're supposed to be, you know, um, memorializing the guy. And talking well, but about that's, I mean, stuff. it's okay because we're we having, have memorialized him. I and just we're having... Across the board, I don't think it's going to be consistent. Right now, I think yesterday, I have to agree with JLB. Right now, not across the board will he be considered that. But, uh, or across the board, he would be. But in the long haul, I think there's a significant percentage that would say top 50 on the GOAT list. I also think there's a significant percentage who would go, who would who would leave him off for a Harley race or for a um, honky-tonk man because of the longest uh, icy title run. Or things like that. Um, I personally would have him higher, but I didn't. I I, I never was into Harley Race, um, right. and Honky Tonk's title run to me is tainted. Um, and quite frankly, nobody nobody likes Honky Tonk. So, <laughs> um, was Honky Tonk highly influential in the eighties? Yeah. Was Scott Hall more influential in the nineties? Yeah. Is he a top twenty of the nineties? It, it it'd be hard you'd be hard pressed to not say that but that also includes triple h and stone cold and and the rock and bret hart and and ultimate warrior whether you like and owen hart or not. owen and hart lance storm uh, okay i would put scott mahal above lance storm sorry smarts um, I, I would do um and, and so it, it's pretty easy to, to not have him in the top 20 of the 90s. It's also pretty easy to put him in the top 20 of the 90s. In 2016. I would say solidly, most people would say of, yeah. on an all-time list, he's top 100. Yeah. In 2016, yeah. 2016, Sports Illustrated put him at number 65. Um, That's Sports Illustrated, and that's in 2016, so prior... You can't argue that this is them putting him higher yeah. because of... Like I no, said, but, I think everybody I mean, would put him top top 100. Um, top 50 is a tough... Yeah. You're getting to no, no, but, but here, I would here, say sure. Yeah. Here, I'm going to point out some people that Sports Illustrated put above him uh, that I don't know if I would agree. Goldberg at number 60. I would put Goldberg above him. I wouldn't. Not I, in influence, though. I, I wouldn't put Goldberg above him in almost anything, right? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't either. Uh, now, and this this is going to be controversial right now. Jeff Hardy is at number fifty nine. I wouldn't put. I would never have put Jeff Hardy in in the grand scheme of things above Scott Hall. I like. You Jeff know what those Hardy. two guys have that Scott Hall doesn't? And it, it's a travesty. It really is a travesty that Scott Hall world championships. Us. World championships. Yep. Yeah, um, he was he, he was such a good professional about letting other people shine. That's why he's he's. I would put him top five mid card champions of all time. I, I'm 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 gonna put one here, and this is also controversial right now. They have Gold Dust at number forty nine. I wouldn't put Gold Dust above Scott Hall, especially no, in the Gold I Dust character. Be. I don't know that I've ever put Dustin. Oh, Gates. Gold Dust Razor. I suddenly remember that feud. And I remember yeah, liking that, that feud. feud. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know that I could put Goldust above. Yeah, I would put Razor above Goldust for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, as in beats Goldust. I uh and talk about a mid-card champion. I mean, that's a top 10 mid-card champion guy who's mm-hmm. only held mid-cards. Yeah. I I would even have a little bit of a hard time with Arn Anderson at number 44. And not because I don't like Arn Anderson, uh, but Arn Anderson's career was cut short in 1997. He was a, a great in-ring worker and great on the mic, but he did not have the influence in the grand scheme of things that a Razor Ramon had. Arn, Arn Anderson is the is the Jim Brown. Just it it ended too soon, um, mm-hmm. and really he's more he's more of a Ty Cobb of uh, he's one of the greats of all time, but but never got the love because he was always a heel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will, I will debate people on number thirty-two million-dollar man Ted DiBiase being above Razor Ramon. You know that I have to agree with you on that. That's a tough call. Yeah, I think I would put Razor above him too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm getting up that you know I'm I'm not a number twenty-five, and you know um I mean there's still. They have Triple H at number 22, and I... Stop it. Triple H beats Razor. From an in-ring performance standpoint? Yes. Fr- fr- yes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily agree. From an overall, like, when you take an overall look at uh, influence on, on the sport, you could make that argument. Um, but so much of that is backstage stuff that... I would argue then you have to include Scott Hall's backstage stuff with with up and comers and how he treated treated jobbers uh, as something there. So, um, and now when we're getting to the top twenty, we're getting to ones that are a little harder to argue. But they have Randy Orton at number seventeen. I like Randy Orton. I think we have peak Randy Orton going on right now. I think Randy Orton in the end might beat Razor Ramon. I in 2016 I wouldn't have put Randy Orton above Razor Ramon on the greatest of all time. On the greatest yeah, of all, all time. And yeah, I don't know. Top, I think that's you know. I think they would kind of. They're kind of evenly matched though, man. I don't know. Like Randy's a great worker too. Yeah. Um, like great heel. He K. Okay, he didn't have the NWO. Uh, obviously, you know what I mean, Randy Orton. But um, I don't know. I uh, I would have somewhat of a tough. I see your point, mm-hmm. and maybe I like Razor's wrestling a little bit better. So where do you put Kevin Nash in comparison? Because they're inevitably linked. I mean, uh, well, Kevin I think was Razor, in NWO. They're I think icy title better than Nash. bouts with each other. Yeah, Razor yeah, is better than Nash. At, at best, Kevin Nash would be five spots behind Razor. And that's at best. Um, See, I, have, I have Nash slightly ahead of Razor, but that's just me. Uh, Nash was not the, the in-ring worker that Razor was. Uh, Nash, you know, may have had a little bit more of the traditional charisma, but nah. Nash had five moves. They were good moves. Mm-hmm. He did them well. I enjoyed the fuck out of them in the 90s. Um, 
But oh, I enjoyed the fuck out of him when he used him on CM Punk. But the bad guy <laughs> always would be the winner for me. Let's see. Wrestling Estate. Wrestling Estate. Okay. Making sure I'm reading it. This is their top 100 wrestlers of all time. Um, Okay, we know he's not in the top 20, so we're going to go back to uh, 21 to 40 just to see where if he lands anywhere in there, according to them. But I think it's... Number 40. And this was voted on, right? Um, this was in 2019, voted on by by people. Uh, and Scott Hall got uh, 279 votes. Um, and so he ended up at number 40 on their list. Scott Hall was also, I mean, Scott Hall was pretty tall, right? Yes. Six foot seven. Six foot seven. So, Same I mean... Big guys, uh, like when we're talking about big wrestlers above six foot seven, he's in my top five. We got There's a lot of wrestlers. I mean, for me, I feel he beats Hogan wrestling wise. I I understand, but <laughs> but I mean, impact wise, I guess. But you know, Hall is that that supporting actor though that never gets the Academy Award. But we'll get the Golden Globe kind of thing. You know what I mean? He's o- he's always that supporting actor and, that's just kind of on the sidelines, unfortunately. Well, yeah, and but that he but that again, well. that supporting actor still deserves to be in the talk for potential in the greatest of all times, right? I'm I, there are there are actors out there that have been supporting actors their entire life that every actor would say one of the greatest of all time, right? James sure. Cromwell never was the lead actor in a movie, and yet fucking everybody who's ever worked with them will say he's one of the greatest of all time. Danny, Danny Trejo. Yeah, Danny Trejo. People will say one of the greatest of all time. Uh, there are a lot of those out there who were never leading actors, were never the top star, but can still be in the talk for greatest of all. Danny time. Trejo was so good that they found him. They created a movie for him to be the top star. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Machete. Danny Trejo. Horrible. That's that's the Mexican dude. He played yeah. Machete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's the movie they made so that he could be a, the lead in a, in a movie. Literally, they made that movie so he could be the lead. <laughs> Jesus. It's a really bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> But everybody's in it. Yeah. Playing back up to him. No, that's it. He's very respected. I get he might be a nice guy, but I don't know. I don't know. I was never really a huge fan of him, per se. But no, I, I, I don't believe you know. <laughs> that said, Scott Hall. Yes. One of the best ever. Um, if I was to make a challenge, you know, not to not to put him in a, in a top fifty or anything like that, I I challenge you guys to to give me a, a title run, a title run, whether it's WWE, whether it's WCW, um, who who he takes it off of, you know, um, I think him taking it off of DDP after DDP won, uh, beat uh, uh, Goldberg would have been would have been where I would have gone. 
I um. <laughs> well, he did, actually DDP took it off of Hogan, so I think he could have taken it off of DDP though. Um, I would kind of like to have. That would have been a fire fucking match. That would have been a fire fucking match. That's and that's who I would have had him take it off of because I think that they would have worked really well together. I, I'm gonna double up on this fantasy booking. I'm gonna say he takes uh, the WWF title off of another person who was robbed by never receiving the title, Roddy Piper. Okay, so who who does Roddy, Roddy Piper beat? beat Roddy Piper title? beats Hogan because we need to give him that win. That's a travesty that they never did. Sorry, folks, I'm eating string cheese because I'm fucking hungry. Uh, <laughs> and then the bad guy, Reza Ramon. Chico. Fresh after losing the icy belt. Decides to step up his game and challenge a Roddy Piper and win. That's how I would do it. Because that gets us two things. It gets us Roddy Piper getting the belt, because that's a fucking travesty. I wouldn't have minded seeing him be the be the transitional champion between Flair and, and Brett. I think that, that would have been a great move. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a little early for for Scott Hall. Um but it wouldn't have been a hell of a move, hell of a match, <laughs> hell of a set of matches. Yeah, I would have loved to, and we've seen matches between these two together, but Scott Hall, take it off The Undertaker. In what character? Uh, well, I mean, it would be Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, and Undertaker old school gimmick. When, like, so 92 era. I wonder if we ever had Diamond Stud versus Mean Mark Callis. Well, let's see if I can we find it. Did also, right? or Scott just Hall taking it off a of sting would have been fun too. That would have been a good match too, yeah. And then you can have some schmoz schmozberries with your with your sandwich. Scott Hall taking the WWE title off of Bret Hart. Could have been fun. Yeah. That would have been good too. Yeah. Actually him being the one who who um him basically getting the diesel role and taking it off of Backlund and losing it to Bret Hart later would have been fine. I don't know that he could have had a year long run with it though. And he was never I, faces. I'm actually as, as shocked that, that the Razor character didn't get the title though. Like he was by himself. He played it like for me personally, I feel now I feel the Razor character would have been his one and only shot of getting the world title because I thought oh, it went yeah, so I mean, well. Like having just, him beat HBK for it would have been gold in a ladder match. The 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 rubber match being for the title mm. with HBK. Okay, I got a trivia question for you guys. Okay. What was? Scott Hall's first gimmick name. Diamond Stud. Nope. Scott Hall in Japan. <laughs> You're not entirely uh, far off, Wrong. but no, actually. <laughs> Scott Hall, he actually wrestled in his second gimmick name was wrestling under the name Scott Hall. 
Yeah. So. But that was uh, not his first gimmick name. Uh, I feel like I've read about Three, two, one, kid. Nope. His first gimmick <laughs> name, by the way, was in uh, MACW, which was Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, which eventually joined the NWA. But his first run, at least documented run, started in 1984, and his name, he was part of a tag team called American Starship, and he was American Starship Coyote. Oh. American Starship Coyote. Yep. And the other one was American Starship Eagle. Um, Not Coyote, Coyote. Yep, Coyote. It's Coyote, but it's spelled Coyote. So I pronounced it Coyote. (laughs) Um, Do you know who was American Starship Eagle? Um, He he was never a huge star, but he's a name that if you watched in the early to mid-90s, you at least had heard. Brad Armstrong. Nope. Dan Spivey. He was was never a huge name, but he was Dangerous Dan Spivey. Got nothing, man. But, But yeah, American Starship Coyote. Yes, it's Coyote, but Coyote, (laughs) but it's spelled C-O-Y, so I pronounce it Coyote, which is probably closer to the original pronunciation anyways, but that's fine. But then after uh, uh, he stopped with the American Starship, he wrestled under the name... Scott Hall. Scott Hall. That was in Japan. Um, No, it was in... i got to find it again. He used that name in Japan because it was one of his... He did eventually use it in Japan, but first he used it in the AWA here in the United States. In fact, his first match in the AWA was against another person who later wrestled under a different name, um, Rob Ricksteiner. Oh, Braun Breaker. Yeah, Braun Breaker's dad. (laughs) hey are you are you yeah i'm rick steiner no 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 you're braun breaker's dad (laughs) that day is coming real quick yeah oh to be perfect there's probably some there's probably some people right now who already do that don't understand it makes me angry sadly there's probably well i mean it's just are you braun's dad According to uh, Cage Match, he wrestled 1,590 matches documented. Scott. Scott? Scott? Mm -hmm. Damn. How many matches did Shawn Michaels wrestle? I don't know. I'm not on Shawn Michaels' page. Oh, snap. It's true. Never mind him. I I can probably get my way there because he did wrestle... Uh, Shawn Michaels in his early days when he was still an American starship. Yeah, I think Shawn maybe makes it up from the 80s, though. Well, I'm, I am go- I'm going to say right now, without even getting the total of numbers here, 
Uh, Scott Hall had 16 pages, and Shawn Michaels has 21 pages. So uh, there you go. Uh, Shawn Michaels is going to uh, have get more that matches than Hall. Huh? Uh, well, I mean, 1090. Wow. Now, now I will point out here. Here's where the difference actually probably happens because they the started height. around the same time, but Scott Hall's last uh, documented match. Uh, he did some in 2010, and then he did one in 2016 in DDT in First Wrestling Wrestlepalooza. Um, and uh, Scott Hall, uh, not Scott Hall, Shawn Michaels was still actively wrestling in 2010. You know. Snap. He did like 20 matches that month, or that year. 20, 22 matches, I think. And so... Uh, Scott Hall had a had a longer active career, continued wrestling for longer actively. Scott Hall also uh, did have a section where he did have to stop wrestling for a while for rehab. And so there was some breaks there, but still almost 1600 matches. That's a. Uh... Yeah, that's up there. That's for sure. Russell uh, against Kurt Henning. Oh, his last mm-hmm. WWE match was in 2002. Interesting. Well, it was probably like an NWO thing. You just mentioned the guy that I would probably put in number one all time of mid-card, champ- mid-card only champions. Henning? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't da- think anybody's... It, it's a damn shame him. he never got a, a run at... at at the top title, but Henning was never a world champion. Nope. Well, okay. I just decided uh, right then that I need to see how many matches Henning Henning beats Scott Hall. Henning beats Shawn Michaels. Two thousand eighty-eight. Not by much. I think it's just eight matches, but. It is eight matches in a shorter time period, of course. Because, right. needless to say, Kurt Henning's matches ended a lot before Shawn Michaels' matches ended. So, but you know, like I like, I I was joking with a friend. Um, at work about, you know, what sort of challenge I could do here. And the only kind of challenge one that I came up with that I think is any fair is we've talked before about, um, uh, you mentioned, you know, the, the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling and how there's always a, a caveat because we're always like, well, you got to put, you got to put Hogan on there. You got to put Flair on there because of their impact or because Flair's the goat or whatever. Um, but so who, what is your Mount Rushmore of deceased wrestlers? That's the way you can keep Hogan and Flair off of it, at least for now. Ooh. 
And Scott Hall might not make it on. I mean, I I think Scott Hall is definitely top fifty, but is he top four? Probably not. Deceased wrestlers. Not most. Um, uh, do we have a list? <laughs> Jesus. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what I mean, though. Like Andre. I'll I'll do it without a list. Andre. Andre would have to be up there. I would agree. Um, Sheik, Sheik deceased. I thought he died recently. And not Iron Sheik, just Sheik, right? No, Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik. No, Iron alive. Sheik is alive and twittering. Live, live and tweeting like crazy. <laughs> we might get a retweet from Iron Sheik. Just <laughs> yeah, I'm not fucking dead. You yeah. should definitely put that as your tweet. Is the Iron Sheik dead? And tag him. <laughs> <laughs> how did Scott all go before the Sheik? Uh, honestly, though, I don't know how you're not putting Eddie up there. I don't know how you're not oh. putting Chris Benoit. Hold on. Uh, I mean, if I was doing that, then it's easy just to jump. I'm trying to make sure I don't miss some of the greats. Of, uh, just, like, just so you know, the Iron Sheik tweeted one, one hour ago. Uh, hello, Chili's Bubba. I respect you. You give the legend the free cheese fries for celebration of my birthday better than nothing. All of his tweets <laughs> are uncapped, right? So, so I'm gonna go uh, with Andre Bruno San Martino, Owen. King Kong Bundy. And the reason I didn't go for Eddie or Chris Benoit is because I know the fuckhead over here is going to do it. <laughs> fuckhead him I, or fuckhead me? Fuckhead him. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I probably wasn't going to do that. I would go with Eddie, but, but at the end of the day, when you're talking your top four, mm-hmm. I love Chris Benoit. I love Chris Benoit in wrestling. In wrestling, but right. when you're in talking, wrestling. when when you talk about a Mount Rushmore, that end has to come into play. Well, especially when you're talking, but uh, you know, when you're talking about a Mount Rushmore, as much as we love Eddie and Chris Benoit because we grew up in that time, you've got right. Buddy Rogers to talk about. Yeah. You got Bruno Mar- San Martino. Oh yeah, I'd probably put, get... I'd, I'd put. Nope, I'm, I'm going to take Buddy off. Classy Freddie Blassie. Classy Freddie Blassie. Um, Bruno, Lassie, Andre, Owen. Owen's and Owen pick. is a nostalgia pick. I will absolutely yeah. admit Owen is a nostalgia pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like me personally, I would probably put... As my, I loved Owen, but I'd probably put Eddie above Owen, but I don't think either way it makes my Mount Rushmore. Because yeah. again... We've got Buddy Rogers and Classy Freddie Blassie and Bruno San Martino and Andre the Giant. I mean, you could make and a that's real a really argument. solid four. That's yeah, a you really make solid a, four. An argument for that four. Uh, you could make an argument for Randy Savage. Um, 
I don't know whether, you know, I'm just here. I'm, I'm going to, this is Bleacher Report from, let's see a dateline on this. Of course, Bleacher Report doesn't put their fucking date on this. Um, the top 25 from 2011, top 25 wrestlers of all time. Um, and, uh. You know, of course, there's going to be certain things on here. And there's going to be some wrestlers that are still alive that are on here. So let's get down. Doink to died? Um, there have been a dozen doinks. Oh, okay. And so um, Fair. I'm trying to remember what the name of the original doink was. Well, it's messed up. They have a lot of original names for other wrestlers here, like the real names. But then Doink the Clown, they just put Doink the Clown. I'm um, like, Really? Seven hours so ago, the Iron Sheik tweeted, like a bridge over troubled waters, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh. oh, snap. That's <laughs> that's classic. So uh, two days mine... ago, Tom Brady, make up your fucking mind, Bubba. You are not the Terry Funk. Yeah, that's valid. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, so here, here's here's Bleacher Reports, and I'm going to uh, uh, remove all the ones that I know for a fact are still alive. Um, so their top four are all still alive. Number five is Macho Man in their top 25 of all time. Um, Piper number seven. So I'm if if we were to use this list, this is who their uh, top four would be. Um, but I've got to scroll quite a bit to get to next one. It looks like um, Andre would be number three. And Dusty Rhodes would be number four, according to them. And, and those know, aren't bad picks at all. Those aren't bad picks at all. Um, continuing down, Kurt Henning at number 20 would be number five for them. Um, Eddie Guerrero at 22, number six. Is Ricky Steamboat still alive? I believe so. I feel like he is. Uh, I felt like I saw him. Oh, no, there was another steamboat on the list. I don't think it was Ricky, though. Uh, Ultimate Warriors, they're number 25. Oh, I disagree I agree with that. that. Disagree with um, that. He shouldn't even be, but like, number 1,000. He would be their number seven. But I also point out, they did say uh, at the beginning, that uh, they decided not to include Luthez, Buddy Rogers, Bruno San Martino, Gorgeous George, and Harley Race. Because... Uh, That's on everyone's says, list. Uh, they were in a different era where valued different attributes in a wrestler. Um, it's true. And, you know, that's true. I just would argue that just because of that doesn't mean... Uh, I mean, Fabulous Moolah could be... How did Crush there. die of natural causes like that, at but... 43? Hmm. This list is very depressing. Um, 
Muta. A fan that said, "Great Muta." Is he? Is he still alive? I think he's. I'm not sure. Let's find out. KG Muto. Um, Looks like he's still alive. Yep, still alive. Still so, kicking. That's why he's not on our list. Um, <laughs> what was Brian Adams' cause of death? I think that was suicide. No, that was Sean Oh, it, it was a, it was a drug drug interaction, effectively a drug overdose. It's not natural causes. Oh, well, this site is result of mixing the painkiller uh, buprenorphin with the muscle relaxant carisoprodol and the sedatives clorazepam and alprazolam. Um, Definitely not natural causes. Says they. The drugs in his system were individually at therapeutic levels, therefore not a overdose, but their combination impeded his respiratory system enough to kill him. Mm. So, not natural causes, but not technically an overdose, I guess. So. Right. Okay. That being said, Crush wouldn't be on my list. Right. In a heart in any way, shape, or form. Um, let's see what other list... Um, well, let's go back to that Sports Illustrated top 100 list. I mean, Mark Calloway would have to be on there. Yeah, he's a dead man. Um, <laughs> so on the Sports Illustrated list of uh... deceased, Dusty Rhodes would be their number one. Um, I don't know, man. Andre would wasn't... be their number two. Macho Man would be their number three. Piper would be their number four. Harley Race would be number five. And that's a that's a really solid pick there. Harley Race is one of the few guys that can actually challenge. Um, uh, sorry, um, oh, Flair on best heel of all time. And yes, the original Sheik is dead. The original yeah. Sheik as an The original Ed Sheik, Hawk? but not the Iron Sheik. That's why I was oh, asking. It's a, okay. it's a... Yeah, yeah. Well, he's lasting longer because he's an Iron Sheik. Nothing. That was, that was no. pretty good. No, you're just, this is pretty bad. It's just the all downhill. Dad jokes galore, but like really bad ones. But in... Billy Rogers would be their number, what am I at, seven? Um, I believe Backlund's still alive, right? Wow. No, I feel like Bob Back... I don't know, maybe I'm off, but I thought... Backlund? Bob Backlund's still alive. Yeah. Is he? I feel like... Yeah. Yep, 72 years old. Oh, nice. Sorry, Bob Backlund. Um, Stan Hansen's passed though, so he'd be their number eight. Stan Stasiak's in that category. He would not be their number eight. No, Bruno Sanders not Sean Stasiak. Stan Stasiak. Yeah, Stan Stasiak, but still would not be their number eight. He might be in their t- top, top twenty. Top twenty deceased. Yeah. 
Uh, Bruiser Brody it would be their number nine. I think that gets a lot because of the story, though. There, yeah, I agree. Uh, Big Van Vader be the number <gasps> ten. I forgot. Even Bam Bam, that. guys. I'm surprised no one's mentioned Bam Bam. Um, I'm sticking I, by my list. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Perfect. I would put Scott Hall above Bam Bam. And yeah. You put Scott Hall above Bam Bam? Yeah. Mm. Also, okay. another guy, though, that deserved better than he got. Definitely. There's the Sheik at number 45 for them, so I think that would be number 12. Gorgeous George. I forgot about Gorgeous George. Big boss Vern man. Gagne yeah. at number 52. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like the Kennel from Hell match really fucked up Big Boss Man's chances of ever being in anyone's ever list. Ray Trailer was because that's all we remember. Ray him. Trailer was not as good at Scott Hall at being a supporting cast member, but he was a great supporting cast member. Yeah. I'd agree there. I wouldn't put him above Scott Hall, but I wouldn't put him that far behind Scott Hall. No, in terms of supporting mm-hmm. cast, he's he's pretty Big boss man in every in every facet, whether he was wearing the uniform, whether he was wearing the SWAT stuff. Big boss right. man put he put on good matches. He wasn't as good as Bam Bam. Yeah. That that's not right. that's not a dog on Ray Trailer, man. Right. Like Rick he was no, better Bam than Bam was phenomenal though. Bam I'll Bam give him was... better than Minion. I'll give him, of the members of the ministry, I'll give him better than everybody but Farouk and uh and Obviously, Undertaker, Farouk, and uh, uh, JBL. So here, here's the question. I'm noticing here, number 57 on the SI list, Ravishing Rick Rude. Oh, snap. Ooh, I do take Scott Hall over Rick Rude, but yeah, I, and, I think and, Rick Rude's right ahead, right ahead of Bam Bam. Yeah, I and this is, again, not trying to dog on Rick Rude in any way, shape, or form. No, I mean, but, you deserved a title run. Yeah, Rick, Rick Rude was was all character work. You know, that was his oh. big thing, right? Uh, and yeah, he did have a huge impact. He had a very similar impact in a way to Scott Hall, but not as big. Showing Being, up on Raw and mm-hmm. and uh, the Nitro yeah. same night. Nitro That's the crazy. same night. Um, he, he at least was smart enough to shave the beard when he showed up for the nitro taping you know he had the beard on on raw during that taping and they shaves it so when he shows up on nitro he's looks a little different that's so that if he showed up afterward <laughs> he can say nope this is where i actually landed but that's crazy but yeah you know i mean it, it, like i mean said, the round the mount rushmore of those who have passed is really hard. It is really <laughs> almost hard. maybe harder than I mean Mount Rushmore for those yeah, who are living. Maybe you have to you put like, Larry Zabisco in consideration. You know, I mean, yeah, that's where I, I mean, get. He's no longer I mean, a living legend. Yeah, I get oh, what where tasteless. Yeah. Jesus, very tasteless. Christ. I apologize. I looked at that one though. That one was decently horribly good, but uh, I I. 
I don't Damn. know if I think uh, like this is where I kind of agree with the Bleacher Report, where they left off certain people, understanding that it's a different time. You know, Larry Zabisco it was a product of a different time, and I don't know if the modern wrestling fan would would get him, would understand him, but no. No, and, and if you broke it down by era, you know, the 90s had two eras, which is unfortunate. The 80s were, were really just one era. Mm-hmm. The, the Hulkamania era, really, from 84 on. So it's, it's also kind of very sad how at least, and he wouldn't be on my Mount Rushmore, but how Chris Canyon doesn't even get any kind of mention. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I also yeah. yeah. Do you feel like... He implemented a lot of shit before it became like stuff that regular wrestlers did. You know, I think he was a bit above his time. Innovator of offense. Innovator, you know. So was that actually his slogan? Well, tonight's got that was his slogan. Yeah. Innovator of offense. Okay. Innovator of offense. And there was there was a big debate. I remember getting in fights with my WWE fan friends um, over who was him or Edge. Whether it was him or Edge. Because uh, both of them at the time were throwing out, air quotes, previously unseen moves. Um, But in my opinion, uh, everything I've seen, Canyon was the one creating moves. Edge was the one finding other people who created moves. And and it's not dogging on Edge. I mean, that's the way you do things in this world, you (laughs) <laughs> what, what what's the, the old saying immature artists imitate mature artists steal you know uh, when talking about uh you know mount rushmore of deceased you got to bring in the von erics right yeah mm. you know i mean there's a whole family of them that deserve to at least be talked about abdul the butcher uh, I mean, granted, from what I've known about his later career, because obviously I don't know his other stuff, but that was the hardcore wrestling dude, right? Who just did a bunch of hardcore wrestling stuff and had a bunch of scars on his forehead. Yeah. Big dude. Big dude. Yeah, I don't know. I Kudos to what he did and everything, but I would not put him on any kind of Mount Rushmore. I am sorry. I, I, I w- He wouldn't be in my top four, but... It wouldn't be some, in my top 10 either. It, it's some, it, you know, my point is it, it would be in the discussion at some point because he mm. was legitimately the scariest person in professional wrestling for a fair amount of time. This was right. pre Monday Night Wars and all of that stuff, but <laughs> right. <sighs> you know, we, we mentioned Chris Benoit. Uh, there's a, uh, uh, a, a another name that would be on some people's list, probably not in the top four, but up there with a uh, superfly, Jimmy Snuka. Yeah. And uh, it's a tough. I one. mean, he's probably. Oh no, he doesn't even. T- uh, I'm not going to make that joke. Never mind. I'm good. I'll skip on that one. <laughs> Ah, that's a good one. No, I'm not doing it. I have a heart. 
of some kind somewhere. I mean, uh, you know, if you're if you're a uh, Lucha Libra fan, you're screaming at the the screen right now. Santo and Blue Demon, uh, who are legends in Lucha Libra circles, but. They're definitely <laughs> looking at this list of top 100 wrestlers. Oh, uh, D.A. Fabe would hate Sports Illustrated's top 100 wrestlers for number 98. Who? Yep, my bad. Um, he is a currently active sort of wrestler. Um. He recently wrestled on Wednesday night. In his first match back in six months. Is this Jay Lethal? No. It'll make you even angrier than Jay Lethal. Let's just say he once was up high, but then he was fallen. Oh, Christopher Daniels. Number 98, according to them. Of all time? He's a good wrestler, bro. Shut up. You just really hate him. <laughs> Shut up. It's true. Watch his TNA. Well, I mean, you know, it's TNA stuff was fantastic. I imagine his ROH stuff is even better. If you want to challenge me to that on a different episode <coughs> that we're not trying to honor Razor Ramon, I will name 100 point. people that I think most people could agree are better than Christopher Daniels. Man, we, yeah, that's fair. We should probably do something like that. That'd be dope. I'd be down for that challenge. We'll do, we'll do a four hour <laughs> live stream some Sunday afternoon. <laughs> just, just matches. Just D- but D- I challenge Fabe. this match versus this match. <laughs> no, it's just DA Fabe listing the hundred wrestlers better than Christopher Daniels. <laughs> I'll give you a thousand and four. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, we'll have to we'll have to put it up to a five hour live stream. Arm bar. In fact, I'll Razor Ramon will be my arm bar. So are you kidding me? If you can't think of a of a hundred wrestlers better than Christopher Daniels, you're not a wrestling fan. I mean, I just think you undermine Christopher Daniels' talent. That's all. I think you undermine professional wrestling by saying that he's that talented. Well, I mean, you also got to take into consideration what you're counting as greatest wrestler of all time. Are we counting entertainment? Are we counting wrestling? Are we just everything you're saying? Yeah, just in general. Every horseman ever except for Mongo. And I'm tempted to put Mongo above him. Wow, you're just a hater then. Okay, then I can't debate with you on that. Anyways, I would my list. I I am I am going to actually give you a hundred wrestlers, and I am going to pull it from a list I did not create, but I can almost guarantee that I will agree. Um, maybe not with the placement of each of the people on this list, but that they all deserve to be. And I like Christopher Daniels. I do. Well, this went from praising Razor and, me- but, and memorizing uh, nope, him. Th- th- this also supports my previous, 
This also supports my previous. From February 17th of 2021, so a little over a year ago, the website the100greatest.com, a website entirely devoted to doing lists of the 100 greatest something or others, right? Oh, that's an interesting website. Um, And so this this is their 100 greatest of all time. And uh, I have just confirmed that Christopher Daniels does not appear anywhere on it. So I can give you this list. And if you can make a serious argument um, that, let's say, five of the people on here don't deserve to be on here. So, uh, number 100. We're, we're going to speed through them. Samoa Joe, Brian Pillman, Paul Orndorff, Tully Blanchard, Junkyard Dog, Kevin Von Erich. Michael Hayes, Gene Kinski, uh, not Kinski, not Snitsky, <laughs> right? Uh, Wahoo McDaniel, The Crusher, JBL, Terry Gordy, Dynamite Kid, Road Warrior Hawk, Killer Kowalski, Ron Simmons, Sabu, Arn Anderson, Rick Steiner, Rick Martell, Gold Dust, Sergeant Slaughter, British Bulldog, Scott Steiner, Batista, Bray Wyatt, Kerry Von Erich, Cody Rhodes. Abdullah the Butcher, Ed Strangler Lewis, Bam Bam Bigelow, Lex Luger, Goldberg, Drew McIntyre, Kenny Omega, Eddie Guerrero, Jeff Hardy, The Sheik, DDP, Rey Mysterio, Booker T, Ray Stevens, Dick the Bruiser, Jimmy Snuka, Stan Hansen, The Miz, Vern Gagne, Ultimate Warrior, Rick Rude, Kevin Nash, Pedro Morales, Bruiser Brody, Jack Briscoe, Dory Funk Jr., Big Van Vader, Chris Benoit, CM Punk, Mr. Perfect, Superstar Billy Graham, The Big Show, Bob Backlund, John Moxley, AJ Styles, Jerry the King Lawler. Okay, I'll give you that one. Um, Kane, Jake the Snake Roberts, Nick Bockwinkle, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. At number 29, Scott Hall, Edge, Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar, Terry Funk, Roddy Piper, Ted DiBiase, Randy Orton, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, Gorgeous George, Mick Foley, Sting, Dusty Rhodes, Harley Race, Triple H, Bruno Sammartino, Buddy Rogers, Luthez, Andre the Giant, Bret Hart, Macho Man Randy Savage, Shawn Michaels, John Cena, The Rock, Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan. Christopher Daniels is better than John Cena, first of all. I might give you the wise, dog. I might give you the Jerry Lawler, but that's that's more. I might even say better than JBL too. Go home. <laughs> I hate JBL, but I, I don't know, man. Entertainment wise, yes, JBL wins. Wrestling wise, Christopher Daniels wins. JBL's great okay, in the ring. I'm not that, saying he's garbage, comparing, but JBL's never going to do flip the news. Never gonna no, do I know he's not going to do flippy doos but, J- but Christopher Daniels also tells a story in the ring, too. I'm just not referring Did to I Christopher hear Daniels. Chris Jericho on that list? Dudes. I feel like he wasn't on Number that Number 20. List. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's way too low. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. And that didn't include Kenny Omega. Uh, Kenny Omega was on this list. Um, Somewhere. Didn't he include was, Hangman he was, Page. He I could probably best. give you 100 current yeah. wrestlers. That are that's, better than Chris. Yeah, Kenny Omega was 65. Best. Well, that's that's why I said you you have to knock at least five off 
for there to even be room to think that Christopher Daniels might have moved up enough. Um, I don't think you can. Nope. Um, because this also uh, didn't include, include Rick Martell uh, on it. Well, let's just go with current wrestlers that are that are that we would say I'd rather watch that person's match than than Christopher Daniels at his best. Okay? Uh, Rob Van Dam wasn't on the list. Yeah, that's shocking too. And Sabu was. And Sabu was. Yeah. Yeah. So well, uh, I mean, I I think Bobby Sabu, Dreamer I like Sabu wasn't on that list. I would put Rob Van Dam over Tommy Dreamer, though. So would I. Yeah. Both of which I would put over Christopher Daniels. Hangman Page, I would put over Christopher Daniels. It also didn't have X-Pac or either of the Hardy Boys on that list. No Christian on that list? No Christian on that list, yeah. And I would put Christian above Christopher Daniels. I'd put Christopher Daniels above Hardy, uh, Matt Hardy. It also didn't Matt have Bobby baby. Lashley on there that list. So, And I'm not saying necessarily Bobby Lashley deserves to be on the top 100 of all time. But I would argue he deserves to be above Christopher Daniels. I I might agree with you there for Bobby Lashley. So, I mean, let's face it. Would you put Ricochet above Christopher Daniels? Uh, Christopher. Well, Ricochet does. I don't know Ricochet's ROH career though. So I'm only counting Ricochet stuff that I've known him since WWE. Okay, so would you put him above Christopher Daniels? What you know of him? Ah, uh, but I know more of Christopher Daniels' longer career, though. Uh, I would put Ricochet over Christopher Daniels after, like, after he left TNA. So I guess AEW. Or he left, I think, 2007 or something. So I'd put Christopher... Yeah, I'd I'd put Ricochet after 2007. Before that, I don't know, man. Christopher Daniels was pretty freaking fantastic before that. They're a toss-up, though. But I really love Ricochet. They're a toss-up. You're hurting me. Wrestling-wise, I feel like... They're a toss-up, and you haven't seen the dude's career. They're a toss-up, and you've seen him in WWE at his worst. That's what I mean, though. I only know Ricochet they're, at his worst. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, They're a toss-up, and that's how you know Ricochet. Bobby yeah. Roode is above Christopher Daniels in TNA. Mm. James Storm, the cowboy James Storm, is okay, above yeah. Christopher Daniels. In TNA, just in TNA, just there. Right. Come on, man. No, James Storm, I would maybe agree with James Storm. James Storm is pretty fantastic, though. And James Storm is not a top 100, solidly not a top 100. Anyway, moving forward, we don't need to talk about Christopher Daniels all night. You're reading another list. I can see it on your face. I no, I'm just <laughs> counting. I I count on on AEW's active rosters, 26 people that I would put above Christopher Daniels, um, and that's just on AEW's active roster right now. Mind you, that list that he just read didn't have Roman Reigns. It did have Moxley, but didn't have Roman Reigns or Seth. It did Roman have Roman. Either. 
It did have Roman and it did have Seth. Really? Yeah. He was really fast. I know he was. But I I was waiting for a Roman or a Seth and they were both Uh, were there. You can just do the Roman Reigns was thirty two and Seth was thirty one. He didn't it didn't have Trying to remember what his name is. Barry Horowitz. Yeah, Barry, Barry Horowitz, Horowitz wasn't on this list, no. <laughs> Barry Horowitz is better than Christopher Daniels. Um, uh, it didn't have Ho on the list. Christopher Daniels. No Jim Duggan. No Hacksaw. Oh. I'm just putting that out there. No for, King Kong Bundy. For Fabe. No Bam Bam Bigelow. And and Bam Bam was on thing, the list. Uh, I couldn't do the control F because I had to reopen the list. Dipshit. Uh, okay. You just made the list. Uh, <laughs> Bam Bam was I'm, on the list, I believe. He was on the list, uh, yeah. Number 69. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. nice. Good for him. He um, deserves it. And I'm, I'm going to take one more moment to point out um, the position that Scott Hall was in at 29 on this list. Supporting hey. our previous arguments. Yep. I noticed I, you I enjoy subjective lists and I and I think they're fine. I just think that there's some that are un that are unwittingly undeniably like Scott Hall's a top one hundred of all time. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can make an argument that he's not a top fifty. That's all I was saying earlier. That's it. Yeah. Um you can also make an argument solidly that he's a top top fifty and not a top twenty. I don't think anybody puts him in the top twenty. But he's number I, one in our hearts tonight. I, I, so let's I'm hear looking at for Scott Hall. I'm looking at non-active wrestlers in AEW, and I see at least uh, three that I would put above uh, from AEW that aren't active Listen, guys, anymore. Yeah, Arn Anderson. Put him above Christopher Daniels. Uh, <laughs> uh, Taz, Tully Blanchard, and William Regal. That's four there. Regal. God, I love that dude. Jake Roberts? Oh no, that puts us up to five. <laughs> and 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 here's the deal: his his in ring career wasn't very long, but and I'm not even a but, fan of Jake Roberts's career though. So uh, like well, I'm, I'm moving on to and someone he, else. This guy's in ring career wasn't a, a super long, uh, but his uh, career on commentary and as a manager, Don Callis. Has probably had a bigger impact on professional wrestling than Christopher Daniels had. Wow. Haters. Dare I say he's the third best member of SCU? Oh yeah, no, I'm going to point out uh, both the other members Azarian of SCU and Scorpio Sky were on my list of, of people better than him. Yep. Wow. And Kazarian um, was better than him again. Ready for this? In Impact, the one you just gave us all the glory for. Him. Mm-hmm. Kazarian's oh, pretty phenomenal, but I put Christopher Daniels uh, over Scorpius guy. Not non-active wrestlers um, in AEW. We have to add Dean Malenko, Jerry Lynn, and Sanjay Dutt to that list. Uh, Sanjay Dutt was pretty fire too, though. I I would definitely agree with Sanjay Dutt. Okay. Dean Malenko, I haven't watched enough of his matches. I know he was an in-ring technician and all that, but I uh, haven't learned to appreciate it because I was too young, really, to see his matches, and I haven't went back to look. So, Dean Malenko. Okay, well, that's the moment where you just admitted that your 
not educated enough to know the top some of the wrestlers in the world. Some of the wrestlers, though. I can't say yeah or no. Christopher Daniels is better just because I wouldn't know of those wrestlers. It's longevity. If you I could only talk for the ones Marks, that I know Marks. of. We're going to go back to the the um, to the WCW days. The thing that, that really Scott Hall overshadowed was the advent of the cruiserweight title and the development of that. So this is kind of Scott Hall related. If you could pick any feuds, I want your top five feuds in the cruiserweights of WCW. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Dean Malenko. That's 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 uh-huh. and then I'd go Benoit Malenko. Yeah, Benoit Malenko. That that would definitely be another one. Um Ray Eddie. Yeah, I'd probably give you that. Yeah. I'd probably go with Jericho Eddie more than Ray Eddie. I'm not a big Ray fan, yeah. but I understand where people are. Yeah, one the thing is I think in hindsight, Ray Eddie gets a lot more um praise now than it did at the time. Yeah. So, I think psychosis and Ray was um, the better Ray feud. But yeah, so so yeah, you you know, um I don't know. Uh Malenko versus Ultimate Dragon. Um Oh my god. <laughs> that was a Talk good about a technician match. And then the high flying that, that Ultimate brought to it. How's he not on that top hundred? Yeah. Yeah. And he's still wrestling too. Yeah. Oh, is he? Jesus. Yeah, oh, yeah. See, I noticed that we aren't bringing guys like Antonio Inoki in this. Mm-hmm. Who is a douchebag, admittedly. Wrestling Observer Newsletter Feud of the Year in 1995 was Dean Malenko versus Eddie Guerrero. And in 96 and 97, Dean Malenko was rated uh, by the Wrestling Observer News as Best Technical Wrestler. Again, a, prime Brett at the yeah, time. A two-time WWF light heavyweight champion, a four-time WCW cruiserweight champion, a one-time US WCW United States heavyweight champion, and a one-time WCW tag team champion with Chris Benoit. And an all-time got shit on. Uh, and Pro Wrestling Illustrated in 1997, Dean Malenko was number one in the top 500. Number one. I have I have a hot take. Ready for this? Yeah. Dean Malenko's the best Malenko. Yeah. This includes his dad, the great Malenko. Mm-hmm. That's not just an ICP song, JLB. Yes. I, know I was going to say, does it also <laughs> include the ICP song? About his dad. Literally about his dad. Dean Malenko is the better wrestler. Uh, Dean Malenko also was ECW World Television Champion twice and ECW Tag Team Champion one time, also with Chris Benoit. Yeah, I got to find me a Dean Malenko pack or something because I feel like WWE Network won't have anything. (laughs) Can you imagine Dean Malenko... um... In like today's pure championship wrestling or pure wrestling title, I think he, he may be he may be the best technician of all time. He's certainly up there. 
Let's see. Dean Malenko. <laughs> Dean Malenko has had four, no, three, four and a half star matches. Uh, two of them versus Ultimo Dragon and one versus Eddie Guerrero. He's had four one and a or four and a quarter star matches versus Ray, Chris Benoit, and then a ten person tag team match. Um it's crazy. Um and he's had, let's see, how many of these? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven four star matches. Against Black Tiger, Eddie Damn. Guerrero twice, Scotty Too Hotty. Ray Mysterio Jr. and Ultimo Dragon, and then a six-man tag scheme match that included Cactus Jack and Two Cold Scorpio on his side versus Eddie Guerrero, Rick Steiner, and Scott Steiner. His top-rated match on Cage Match is Dean Malenko versus Ray Mysterio Jr. from October 27th, 1996. Um... Second was Dean Malenko versus Eddie Guerrero from ECW. And third is Chris Benoit versus Dean Malenko, also from uh, August of 96. I guess the network would have those then, technically, no? Yeah, uh, those all, all three of those should be on the network. Sweet. Um, and, and you're fortunate enough to still live in an area that has access to the network where you can search by wrestler and, and matches, specifically. You guys um, can't do that? Ever since they moved to Peacock, we can't search by wrestler, or and we can't search and can't jump to specific matches. No. Yeah. That's like the best parts. The Peacock move <laughs> sucked. Jesus Christ. So bad. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, go wah, go find that wah, wah. October. 27th, 1996, Dean Malenko versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, that was one of their four and a half star match. It was uh, Halloween Havoc, 1996. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What else did Halloween Havoc have in 96 that should be good? Uh do, do, do. Dean Malenko versus Rey Mysterio Jr. Diamond Dallas Page versus Eddie Guerrero. Uh, here's your pee break match. The Giant versus Jeff Jarrett. Both minutes of it. Um, it went almost 10 minutes. Oh, Why? Um, uh, six versus Chris Jericho. Arn Anderson versus Lex Luger. Uh, Chris Benoit and Steve McMichael versus Meng and the Barbarian. Wow. Dragon versus Malenko. Starcade 96 went 23 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mysterio versus Malenko went 18 and a half minutes. Uh, wow. World Tag Team title match. Outsiders versus Harlem Heat. Um, and then Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage was the main event. And Sounds like actually a pretty good show. Oh, yeah. It's in here, brother. Uh, Let's see. Let's go back to... Uh, 
Let's check out Dean Malenko versus Eddie Guerrero from ECW. That was on Hostile City Showdown in 1995. What was that show? Um, Mikey Whipwreck versus Stevie Richards. Boris Malenko was his father? Yes. Tony Stetson versus Sobo Genjin. Axel Rotten versus Ian Rotten. Tommy Dreamer versus Raven. Dean Malenko versus Eddie Guerrero. Shane Douglas versus The Sandman for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. Public Enemy versus The Pitbulls for the World Tag Team title match. Fucking Public Enemy. Uh, <laughs> a singles match, Ron Simmons versus 911. And a singles match of Cactus Jack versus Terry Funk. Sounds like that would be a good one to watch, too. We really got to start doing our watch-alongs. We sure do. Or botch-alongs. <laughs> or botch-alongs, for that matter. It's been a hot minute. When you're watching and searching in the WCW you, in 96, you can also hit Hogwild 96, which was Chris Benoit versus uh, uh, Dean Malenko. Chris Benoit came out with Miss Elizabeth and Woman, mm. which is... Um, Ominous. Right. But you would also get to see Medusa defeat Bull Nakano. Love some Bull Nakano. Prefer to drink the laundry blaze. Right. I, I am going to say if you decide to watch Hog Wild 96. Watch the uh, cruiserweight matches: Rey Mysterio versus Ultimo Dragon, and Chris Benoit versus Dean Malenko. Oh my and, god, that sounds! And then maybe, <laughs> maybe just, maybe just those matches. Death Wild ninety six, right? Definitely do not watch the main event world heavyweight title match. So Which before is, we head to our game, Hollywood Hogan versus the Giant. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Before we head to our game. I'm, g- I'm going to give you a spoiler. Uh, the Giant was the heavyweight title holder oh, going into God. that match. <laughs> um, do you think he he held it against Hulk Hogan? Nope. And I'm pretty sure Hulk Hogan did a body slam. <laughs> was that the Yeti squash? I think it uh, was. No. Halloween Havoc 96? No, we're talking no, Hog Wild 96. Hog Wild 96. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. You kind of can't really search by Superstar either. When you do search by Superstar, it just brings you to the Superstar page. And no WWE Network stuff is on it. <laughs> so I have to search by pay-per-view. But that's excellent. Perfect. Ooh, but anyway, Ultimate two... Dragon versus Ray is like the first match. Mm-hmm. So we will go ahead and do our game since. I no, no. Before we do that, though, I think we should all say a little, little something, something about Razor, about Scott. I don't know what else there is to say. I've been talking about well, it over I mean, the past me, two shows, and 
Tell me, tell me what's your favorite match of all time, barring let's leave the ladder matches out because that's pretty easy to say. Favorite event? What was the thing he did? That was it? Was it the slicking back his hair after getting hit? Um, for for me, it was the which I think sh- shows a lot about uh, Scott Hall's character that even coming to the ring when it should have been all about him for a bit, his gimmick was about let's draw attention to the big man. Yeah. Uh, I think that that says a lot about him. Um, the flicking the toothpick was the other thing. Yeah, that was always it's, cool. It's up there. Up there on my list of coolest things with that. <laughs> That's the other one. I still try to do it. Still, and, and I miss probably over half the time. And, um, uh, how gross is that if you're the fan who gets hit in the face with the gum? <laughs> I wonder how many people out there have like shadow boxes on their wall with with this was gum that Mr. Perfect flicked. <laughs> <coughs> I caught it. Put it in their pocket. I'm, so I'm sure gross. some people did, though, for sure. Oh, I'm sure there are people that kept it. I'm, I'm 100% I'm sure, I'm sure there are I'm, people jumping for it. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure some people have it framed. Oh, so gross. So gross. <laughs> but anyway, uh, for me, uh, probably the biggest individual promo was I got a little, no, 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 big surprise for you next week. That one was really, really good. That's the moment I marked out for the NWO because I was a huge Diesel fan. Yes, that that is me admitting that at the age of 15, I was a Kevin Nash fan. And I was like, yeah, this dude's awesome. Uh, And I I ate everything Vince McMahon gave me. That was was pre-WCW legal saying, hey, uh, uh, don't do the accent. Yeah. Um, and then obviously another one for the good guys. There, that, that's that's better than Ayo. That's better than Chico. Is another one for the good guys. Gotta love survey says. Yeah, survey says is pretty dope. Um, I honestly think I I remember do, uh, absolutely marking out um, when I saw Scott Hall come out uh from the barricade on wcw really and spazzing like what do you the, mean why is he here like at the that fact time that they I had a schmoz thought, match going on at the time was brutal. yeah was just like what what is he doing why, why are they panicked to him oh my god how did he get like i literally thought the whole what is he doing there he's in wwe with wwf what's going on like i completely marked oh my god that's not supposed to happen why are they panning on him? They're supposed to concentrate on the match. What's happened? Like, I was completely in it. Like, no problem. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely just fantastic. Then, you know why I'm here. Oh, no, what was it? He was like, uh, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Yeah. And then, oh, just... Amazing. Just grabs a mic in the other 40 and just <laughs> tag team match. Both tag teams are just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, really? Exactly. Like, this is the mid-card guy. And yet we all we all bit hook, line, and sinker for like <laughs> seven weeks straight. Arr. 
Like it was badass. And to your point, I I think I like there's no one as suave at the time for anyone to have invaded like that that would have been better than Scott Hall, I think. You know what I mean? It's a tough beat. It really it's a is. tough beat because he absolutely just made that how it was. Um, just, it was so cocky, so slick, like it worked. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I remember that. And then, um, of, of course, his, his, his legendary Hall of Fame thing was dope. You know what I mean? I don't know if he wrote that. Uh, I don't know if he wrote that, but uh, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Dude, like even then before his death and all that, that was just so iconic. I remember everyone was talking about that during the Hall of Fame that year because it was just so spot on. I feel like I might have saw something with that on the two suite on who had written that. And I feel like Kevin Nash helped him write it or something. Um, but yeah, absolutely. The WCW debut kind of where he just comes in from the uh, crowd. Just, I remember flipping out and then them going to harass. I think it was like the next week or something or a few weeks after them going to harass the commentary booth. Over and over and over, over and, and over. over again. <laughs> like, seriously, you guys got to hire better security. Yeah, straight up. I don't know. I, you know, wrestling has a long history of not learning. Uh, see also AJ Styles getting kicked in the nuts multiple times. <laughs> Shinsuke's a genius. Oh, yeah. These people never learn. But. So. But yeah, no. And then in terms of. If I, if I, in terms of matches, if I can't say Sean. Uh, a match that I also remember pretty well, uh, well, liking at that time at least was him versus Brett. I want to say it was like at Royal Rumble or something. Um, and I just remember it kind of worked because Brett was just more like kind of I'm skilled, I'm good, and just his Razor Ramon character was just awesome. Yeah, his, his I mean. Best- if, I think his best in-ring work was Razor, and I think his I best mic work was Scott Hall in the New World Order. Could have been King of the Ring 93, Bret Hart versus Razor Ramon. Was the final? Uh, it wasn't the final, but I, I'm just saying, that was a three-star match, according to Wrestling Observer News, and it is uh, number 22 on the uh, top matches... Um, oh, wait, there's another one that's a little bit higher. Royal Rumble 93 later, Bret Hart versus Razor Ramon. That's probably the one you're referring to. Three and a quarter star. Yeah, I got to rewatch that. I haven't watched that probably like since like ages ago. Um, I clearly <laughs> I didn't watch it at the time because I was like four. I don't think I would have remembered it, but I do remember because that was a diesel mark. It's it's the it's the IC championship feuds with, with diesel. Ooh, I don't remember those at all. The that was slicked back hair mullet Kevin Nash. <laughs> the, the the IC matches were all great and everything, but 
uh, you know, I'll I'll be the first to admit I was a WCW guy. I didn't really actively watch WWF much um, because I I was. Huh. That's kind of like today. Are you here to see <laughs> WCW? WCW? Or are um, you here to see the NWO? So, so for me, like all of the matches that are like my top matches with Scott Hall are gonna be WCW probably, um, just because those are the ones I remember the most, you know. But it's also a lot of them are gonna be the Outsiders, Hall and Nash versus uh, Harlem Heat, Hall and Nash versus uh, the Steiner Brothers. Those were great. Hey, they uh, held their own in that triple threat or in that in that three on two till Hogan came out. Yep, till Hogan came out. Yeah. Uh, Hall and Nash versus Luger and Sting. They repeatedly did those matches, and they were always good. Yeah. Even though Luger was in them, you know, despite that, <laughs> they were still great matches. <laughs> um. Uh, so I mean, th- those are going to be kind of my things there. But I don't know. I mean, you know, I I would I would kill to have seen at some point another Scott Hall versus. Mr. Perfect, Bert Henning match, and unfortunately, they did way too few of those. Um, so, there were a few tag team matches with them together in it, but not enough of them just facing each other. I will point out that that on uh, Cage Matches, top matches uh, for Scott Hall, number 42 is a TNA match versus Jeff Jarrett. And I have issues with that. Because you don't think Jeff Jarrett ever had a good match? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Jesus, number number 37 is Jeff Jarrett again. Number 34 is Jeff Jarrett. What, that one got three and a quarter stars on Wrestling Observer? Uh, clearly, Dave Meltzer is a Jeff Jarrett fan. Well, he's, he's a big fan of El Cabong. He's a big fan of the slap nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> smoking something so we're gonna go ahead and move on now we're gonna talk do our game we're gonna do about 10 minutes of our game give or take um let's see here what should we start since this is a razor ramon scott hall one let's go ahead and start off with an easy one scott hall jeff jarrett picker pass (laughs) what a dick are we passing the better one? Because then we can leave Scott Hall in for the whole thing. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking Scott Hall. Uh, Jesus Jeff- Christ! Bret Hart just announced the death of his niece. That did seem some stuff in his life, man. Poor guy. Yeah, man. Fuck. Poor- <laughs> Shine your heart. Can can I can I be insensitive one more time? Fortunately, Brett can't. I guess her heart won't go on. Concussions. 
Is that where you're going to No, say? I was just going to say uh, Brett can't remember most of it because of the concussions. Wow. We're all going to hell. Just straight down. Oh, someone got a razor. You might want to edit that one out. We're, we're live, buddy. <laughs> hey, hey, you mind if we start over? <laughs> I have. I'm twice the man you are and have half the brain that you do. Uh, while we're playing this game, I'm going to step in really quickly to to mention that uh, Killer Cross announced that he's going to be appearing in New Japan um, shortly. Let's see. Part of WrestleCon, April 1st. Killer Kowalski, that's another one that fits in that. Uh, Killer story. Cross versus Minoru Suzuki. Murder Grandpa himself. Also, two guys... That ranked higher than Christopher Daniels. Oh yeah, let's 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 also mention um the WrestleCon will also have Tamahiro Ishii, Jay White, um Finn Juice, Chris Bay, uh um those those are a bunch of names that I would definitely put higher than Daniels is better than Chris Bay. I said it. You're fucking racist. No! Oh my god. <laughs> Because I picked the black guy and say he's better than it? Jesus Christ. You didn't say of all those people you named, you named one black well, because dude. Because Jay, no, Jay White, no, but Jay White, I I I can't say that. You didn't, I haven't you didn't have a problem with Finn Juice? Well, I don't know. Again, Finn Juice, I don't know who he is. It's two but people. I have seen enough Chris Bray matches. It's Dave Finley <laughs> and Juice Robinson. They wrestled on Impact like don't know. two months nope. ago. They were the nope. Impact tag champions moving forward moving forward jeff jarrett versus psycho sid go oh jesus christ uh jeff jarrett i was not a fan of psycho sid's wrestling happy about that smirks got rid of jeff jarrett Jarrett. at the expense of psycho sid which is a travesty (laughs) but okay pass the master and ruler of the world uh, Psycho Sid or or he's gonna see if he can make this in quickly and just be like, Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> or maybe he's gonna stall for another um or Kane. six Four minutes, minutes and, and then we're gonna be Kane, Kane, Psych- Psycho Sitter Psycho Kane. Sitter Kane. Oh. People are gonna hate me for saying this, but I've said it before. I, I Psycho Sid. I was never a Kane fan. So oh that bad? Jesus Christ. I loved Psycho Sid. He had he he was not good on the Your mic. Your answer but, is bullshit. But I I <laughs> He, all bullshit him. detected here. So, all bullshit uh, detected. <laughs> but this will this will help us elevate. Um, Kane or his brother, the Undertaker. I'll take the Taker uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah, and this is. I mean, this is his Hall of Fame year, so uh, I'm going to give you Kane or specifically Mankind. And which Kane am I getting? 
You're getting Kane before he could talk without the box. Well, he didn't talk without the box before. He just didn't talk. Correct. <laughs> without uh, the box. I said without the box. So he doesn't. He but you doesn't said talk, talk without than, the box. Yeah. So Kane before he could talk without so the box. Up to and including up with to the box. including the box, but not nothing after the box. Uh, I'm not making. But if you're including Isaac the box. If if you're including the box, I'm saying mankind. If you're not including the box, I'm saying Kane. <laughs> I think I think he was still good when he was using the box for that. Oh, but I thought it was so stupid. I couldn't take him seriously. <laughs> he could. He didn't have a. I mean, later on we found out he had a voice, but he didn't have a voice. Becky two belts. Right. And then apparently he also. Well, had, up, I got to like, screenshot that marks. for later. <laughs> My wife got me a present. My wife. (laughs) My wife got me that. That's cool. So, what are you taking? It gets to go up on the shelf next to the man. (laughs) Man, okay. Yeah, so I am going with. um... Yeah, I'm going to say mankind, actually. Yeah. Kane. Ooh. Big show. Mm-hmm. One of those is coming back to me. I'm kind of excited for this. Or coming to me. I will take Kane in this con- uh, situation. Very nice, very evil. Big show or British Bulldog. It's a name we haven't pulled up on this very often, so I'm gonna take the bulldog. Um, dude was great at enhancing other people, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the bulldog. This allows me to give Big Show or Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels. Um, very nice, very evil. I exposed his stupidity. <laughs> he didn't. I'm just gonna pick Christopher Daniels because he's the better one, and I don't want you to further shit on Christopher Daniels anymore. So I'm gonna take him out of this stupid game. Christopher <laughs> Daniels has been getting shat on. The entire thing when we were supposed to be praising hey yo um so he is the antithesis of razor ramon <laughs> uh who did i pick christopher daniels over big show big show okay so big show. big show or hmm Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Wow. Okay. I I gotta be honest here. I'll, I'll give you my reasoning so you understand. If I would have said Mark Henry before Hall of Pain, I probably still would have said Mark Henry. Oh, but, really? Okay. But Hall of Pain was fantastic. Yeah. He, he, here's I, I want you to understand my. I want you to fully understand my reasoning. 
Big Show to me will always be the giant. The giant. Okay. And the giant is, is burned into my memory to a point that it doesn't matter what he did in WWF slash WWE afterwards. I still remember the crappy giant. I remember when he walked to the ring smoking because I don't know that made him <laughs> better. I never. Do you also remember his stupid monster truck thing with freaking Hulk Hogan? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Can't believe we did that in a botch along. And that so in the Keno from hell. That. Now I yep. know why we don't do botch alongs anymore. So, uh, <laughs> so because of that, I have to take Mark Henry. So, um, Big Show. Or yes. Mabel. Big show. Yeah, ain't nobody. But Mabel, congratulations man. on pulling the JLB move here. Oh, oh, we do have a question come in. Throw us the trivia question. Here we go. Yes. Throw us your trivia question. In the meantime, we're going to continue to talk because it takes you time to type. So. So I'm taking Big Show, and that means I have Mabel or um, Brother Devon. Brother Devon. I really don't like Mabel at all. Um, Mabel. There it is. He's just yeah. answered. Yep, Mabel. Mabel is the largest. Li- is, is Mabel still living? I'm not even sure. Um, yes. No. Is was Big wasn't viscera. Mabel viscera? Yes. yes. I just wasn't sure. Um, I gotta be honest. I I I don't know, but I also don't understand why you'd come on a wrestling podcast to ask a, a trivia question about the largest living land mammal predator. Um, Mabel. And Mabel, I, I if I were to go outside of that, uh, I mean, bear. kudos. That is a very <laughs> it's a good trivia question. It's just really off the wall for a wrestling podcast. But uh, largest living land mammal mammal predator. I'm going to go with polar bear. I'll, I'll go with the Siberian tiger. Uh... Moving forward. Yeah, I mean, Mabel I'm going to go with the polar bear, too, because Google tells me to go with the polar bear. <laughs> Add a cheater. Good job. What do you mean? Smarks cheated, too. Stop it. But that answers Maybe your question. Bengal you can... tiger. <laughs> the biggest land predator animal currently alive is the polar bear. These massive Yay. Arctic creatures can grow to be over eight feet tall. Damn. They okay. weigh about one length as much as the largest elephant, or about thirteen hundred pounds. Twenty dollars. You know. Go ahead and spin that in our shop. Yes, we'll get you a shirt. You can. Okay, moving mm-hmm. forward. Yep. Okay. Shop on order wbu.myspreadshop.com. That's the way you can do that $20 donation. Yeah. Get yourself Thank a shirt. You. Get yourself forward. a $20 shirt. Okay. So, so. Or you can just go straight to our Patreon page. Yeah, Patreon page. Yeah. 
The link is in the doobly doos. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were we at? We were at Mabel or. That's what you're given. Mabel or. No, but I feel like I said someone. Uh, Mabel or. Wait, was it my turn to ask? Did I take Big Show off? And... Well, yeah, if I'm at. Uh, no, oh. that's it. Wasn't it not me? Yeah. So maybe I, maybe I need to give you one. I don't know. I'll give you uh, Mabel or. Uh, or uh, uh, oh, no, yeah, I gave you Brother Devon. Yes, the, the, and I said Devon. The pastor. Priest. Right. And I said Devon. Uh, Devon. Uh, no, so no, Mabel. Mabel. <laughs> Mabel. I was about to say, don't you remember the rules? You keep one and you Mabel. pass the one. All right, all right. Calm your tits. Mabel or his alter ego, Viscera? Viscera, because uh, at least it was slightly entertaining to me, but... But he was fucking, royalty as maybe fucking. You're talking neither. Big Daddy V there. Fucking neither, if you really. <laughs> um. Okay, so Mabel or no, you, you gave me Mabel or Viscera, so I took Viscera. So now we go That's Mabel it. or I feel like this is the only way. To consistently get Mabel off, uh, but I feel like this is probably going to kill it right here. Mabel or the Big Bad Booty Daddy? Big Bad Booty Daddy. Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner. Come on. Maybe oh, no, I said Big last. Bad Booty Daddy. I meant to say Booty Man. That's my problem. My fault. I messed up, but it's okay. You took Big Bad Booty Daddy, so ruined yeah, my, I'm, my I'm thing. Scott Steiner. Who's the I, big bad but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see the, because the, I am curious about this. Mabel or the Ultimate Warrior? I'm gonna have to go with the Ultimate Warrior. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's rough. Okay, that's Ultimate Warrior. Even at his WCW days with the 18 minute promo when he debuted. That's how much I dislike Mabel. So you gonna uh, give us? Warrior versus Brutus, because that I don't think we've ever done that, and that's gonna get bad on some smarks. Yeah, that's exactly where I was gonna go with it. <laughs> Didn't you take Warrior? Yeah, I took Warrior though. So, oh, oh sorry. Um, so it's Mabel versus. Oh, well, let him let him keep his own since it's already. Yeah, Mabel versus. God, it devolves really quickly when you threw Mabel yeah. in the game. Yeah, I know. Sparks, that I don't think we can... I blame it on my screen over here. I looked over and I saw Mabel and I was like, um, okay. Men on a mission. Mabel and Mo. Yep. By the way, that's, uh, according to Cage Match, the 44th best Razor Ramon match. Was it against Mabel? Yep. Ooh. Razor and Savio Vega versus Mabel and Moe. Oh. That's exactly the match that I looked up and I saw the name Mabel and said, oh, throw him out. Yeah, you should have just got Savio, but Mabel or the Great Kali? I feel bad for you, man. 
This one hurts. In a Punjabi prison match. In a Punjabi prison match. I feel with the red light on. I feel actually (laughs) physical pain. Physical pain right now. You're about to pick Mabel. Yeah, you're about to pick Mabel, aren't you? And then I'm gonna scream at you like, bro, at least Great Cali had some kind of no, I might I might be about to pick Great Cali, but either way, I'm fucking uh, Come on, who wins the Punjambi prison match? Greg Kelly or Mabel? <laughs> well, there's no way Mabel's climbing out of the <laughs> climax for certain. He's gonna break the Punjabi. I mean, he could break through it and then he wins. They've done it in cage matches. Why not do Punjambi prison? <laughs> uh, it's Kali. only bamboo steel after all. Kali. Kali. Wow. I'm not yeah. happy about it. Okay, so now I'm going to fix my mistake. Mabel versus the Booty Man. But who's the Booty Man? Ed Leslie. Bruce the Barber Beefcake is who the Booty Man is. It's literally oh, Ed Leslie's yes. very worst. Nah, second worst incarnation. I'm going to take Mabel. When he came over to WCW, he wasn't allowed to be the Barber because that was a WWF property and And he started as the zodiac he had the zodiac and then he went to the booty man and then uh, the disciple and then the disciple and the only upside to the disciple the only upside is he never fucking talked he didn't he didn't talk as the zodiac either but it was really bad well yeah but at the zodiac he emoted he didn't talk but he made like faces and and stuff. Whereas, as disciple, he just stood there. Okay, so I, I'm leaving Ed Leslie in play, which means I, I will be... point out though with with uh, Ed Leslie, we did uh, figure out um, one hands down we all agree upon uh, that we would take Christopher Daniels over. Um, yes. Yeah. Yep. So. Good job. We finally got Christopher Daniels in, out of this. About the same level as Mabel. What do you mean, though? Of course he's better than Mabel. Stop it. I took him out of it because I don't want you to shit on him anymore. It's about the same Screw level. Screw you all. <laughs> okay, go. Who's your next one? All right. For a... uh, Ed, from, Leslie as, Ed Leslie as um, the Disciple or the Renegade. Same era. I'll have to check out him as the Renegade. Renegade is literally the disciple and Ultimate Warrior had a baby. Oh, But it's not Ed Leslie. It's It's important to know. It was a different wrestler altogether. Um, Whereas whereas the disciple is Ed Leslie. Right. I probably would have to go with the Disciple because at least the Disciple didn't talk. We got Ed Leslie out. We got Ed Leslie out. I mean, the Renegade was stupid as fuck, though. It was. Like, really bad. Like, I'd rather Ultimate Warrior than the Renegade. (laughs) Well, everyone would have at that point. At that point, at least. Because at at that point, that's uh, when Warrior was like they were hinting it was going to be Warrior, right? 
And they said, I'm bringing in a warrior to fight you in the ultimate battle. And I, and That's then they a- showed showed these these vignettes and you could just see from behind you could see tassels on the arm and and long curly hair and and muscles and oh everyone God, thought guys. oh my goodness that's exactly what WWE is going to do with this whole Cody Rhodes shindig they're going to like fake make a Cody Rhodes adrenaline <laughs> in my soul <laughs> where the fuck is Cody Rhodes <laughs> Oh. Where the fuck is Cody Rhodes? <laughs> <laughs> People just, are still insisting he's coming, though. They're still they they heavy-handed hinted on They're trolling, Raw yesterday. They're Tro- trolling. trolling? No, I'm I'm not denying they were trolling. Not denying at all. There was tro- so much trolling going on, but uh but it was it was so heavy. It was like, let's hit you over the head with this. Reports have it that he's got offers on the table for multiple places. He's still debating, but. And then there's also that report that his TV shows won't let him really go anywhere else or asking him to wait until his show deals are done with TBS before he goes on to another network. Which so, which could go which hand in hand. Make a lot of sense. Could go hand in, <coughs> hand in hand with the other report could have offers on the table and he's just saying listen i can't accept any of these offers until you know because i i agree i 100 think uh if i was tbs or tnt <clears throat> i was paying him money for the go big show i wouldn't want him suddenly showing up on usa network straight up yeah but on peacock for one night only <laughs> Vince doesn't do anything for one night only. If I can pull it off, he sneezed for one night only. He said, (laughs) "No more of that." (laughs) Fucking done. (laughs) It does make you wonder: What's the dude do when he has a sneeze? Fucking clinches it in like a man. Or he goes to the bathroom and just fucking sneezes so no one can see him because he'll never show weakness. <clears throat> so do you have somebody for the renegade versus to go for smarks to name uh oh snap uh well not renegade uh yeah oh, yeah it's true it is the renegade so renegade or oh, I feel like that's too easy. I was gonna say Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley. Smiley. Yeah. He was a decent wrestler, at least. Okay, yeah, that's okay. No, sorry. That's, said yes. Yeah, okay, both of us took it. My bad. Yes, my bad. My bad. My bad. Keep going. <coughs> So you got Renegade versus. Oh, you got your new shirt. You didn't see? I tried to point it out earlier. I didn't even notice. Uh, it's like you won a nice. contest recently. About two <laughs> weeks ago on this very show. That I was supposed to win, but failed miserably. Can't. <laughs> you like flat out handed you that. And can't. You're like, uh, 
Podcast. Fucking, fucking boss. What? <laughs> renegade or here? I, I'm, I'm hey, gonna say. No, you said Norman Smiley, so Renegade yeah. or. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna save everyone always some trouble. Like uh, Renegade or Alex Wright, Arn Anderson, Big Bubba Rogers, Bobby Eaton, Booker T, Bunkhouse Buck, Carl Ole, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Cyclope, Dean Malenko, Diamond Dallas Page, Disco Inferno, Eddie Guerrero, Galaxy, Hugh Morris, Ice Galaxy. Train. Galaxy is gonna. I'll take Renegade over Galaxy. Oh snap! Only, I have no fucking clue who it is. Uh, okay, uh, I was wondering. I'm just gonna Google. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jacques Rougeau, Jeff Jarrett. We already said Jeff Jarrett, so he's out. Uh, Jim Duggan, Jimmy Graffiti, Jim Powers, Joe Jimmy Gomez, Jimmy Graffiti, <laughs> Johnny Grunge, Juventud Guerrera, Chaos, Kevin Nash, Kevin Sullivan, Conan, La Parca, Lex Luger, Lord Stephen Regal, M Wall Street, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, Mark Starr, Meng, Mike Enos, Mister JL. Pez Watley, Prince Iakea, Ray Mysterio Jr., Rick Steiner, Roadblock, Ron Studd, Ruckus, John, Scott Hall, Scott Norton, Scotty Riggs, Sergeant Craig Pittman, Squire David Taylor, Steve McMichael, Stevie Ray, Six, The Barbarian, The Giant, Tony Rumble, Ultimate Dragon, or Villano Four. And the reason I bring that out those were all of the participants of the three ring battle royal that wcw had in november of 96. and renegade world was war three and renegade was one of them okay so of those people that entire one Renegade was not the winner. <laughs> but we can't pick pick the winner because we already had him as the giant. So my fi- my final thing, just to finish this off, um, pick or pass. It's actually someone we already had on earlier tonight for it um, in two ways. Pick or pass, Scott Hall or Razor Ramon? I'm going to pick Razor. JLB, you have the same choice, Scott Hall or Razor Ramon. I'm going to pick Razor as well. And I am picking Scott Hall. Can't blame you. Yeah, I mean. Either's a bad move, just I like Razor Ramon. Yeah. It's the intro theme, man. <laughs> Which is like almost an Austin theme, but slower. <laughs> new 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 world new order. world order new, 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 new world order the following commercial has been paid for, paid for by the new world by the new world order oh and my god you should have done that for this episode but say wbu the wrestling booking unit. But on that We note, have the perfect voice man over here, <sighs> Mr. Fabe. <laughs> I don't know. He does a pretty good impersonation of that one, Smarks does. That particular one. 
It's all about getting the rasp on your voice. The following podcast has been brought to you by the Wrestling Booking Unit. The Sand Podcast. But on that note, we're going to start to wrap things up because we're devolving. And I think so. That's what happens when you talk about the fucking Renegade. Rap, you're really silly. That was weird. Um, (laughs) On that note, PSA. Make sure to follow us on your social medias uh, on any of the places. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU pretty much anywhere there's social media. So Twitter and TikTok and Instagram and uh, YouTube and Twitch. 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 Um, But not on Facebook because... Facebook is stupid and wouldn't let me do that. So it's at Pizant Podcast there. Um, but you can Podcast. follow me there. You can follow DA Fabe at. DA Vincent K Fabe. PSA. We're going to try and start maybe doing some Twitch exclusive stuff for pre show and post shows. Probably isn't going to start tonight, but who knows? Maybe somebody will stick around for it. I don't know. I will if I'm going to Twitch and find game. Correct. You can follow JLB at uh, JLB420. That's my personal on Twitter. Real Talk Radio, though, like I always say, is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. Uh, anchor.fm slash RTR, where we just talk about music, movies, everything and anything, entertainment. And I'm also twitching my way through life right now as the wwe 2k22 has come out so i am enjoying that so you can catch me on streams there i do have a link to the link tree down below where you can find all of what i just told you and then some over there so feel free to follow me and uh yeah i don't bite so please by all means feel free to follow me and uh like share and subscribe and uh that's pretty much it Make sure to support us in the ways you can. Liking, sharing, and subscribing, of course, is the free way. Make sure to follow us on Twitch, like DA Fabe said, because we're going to be doing some Twitch exclusives, um, some pre-show and post-shows on on Twitch occasionally, um, some watch-alongs, stuff like that on Twitch. So make sure to follow us there. Uh, but if you uh, also want to support us in other ways, patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu is one way. Or the merch store, rawandorderwbu.myspreadshop.com, where you can get Pissant Podcast merch. Or merch that says, those who can't wrestle podcast. Um, fun stuff like that. That's, so you. You can, that's me. I can't wrestle, <laughs> so I podcast. There you go. That's what I do. I apparently can answer what is the largest living land mammal predator. I can't. So I got that going for me. Public service uh, announcement, stay in school, kids. Yeah. Then you'll be able to know when a uh, scammer comes on to your podcast. Yeah. He has 700 subscribers, but no content. Lamo potato. Potatoes. Chips. But French fries. On that note, we're going to go ahead and close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. The best form of potato is the baked potato.